Yo, do me a quick favor before we get started. Follow us on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, every social media or platform. Big Zo Podcast. Holla at your boys. Big Zo, Miz on me, Miz on me. Let's go. Yo, 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 Miz on me, Miz on me, Miz on me. Welcome to the Big Soul Podcast. I go by the name of Berto. The boy Beast on the beat. Hey, today, man, we got a special guest, the special guest, the homie, Dewey. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, my name is Dewey Tran. Uh, I'm currently um, a third-year doctor pharmacy candidate at uh, Florida A&M, and I'm glad to be here. Fam, you rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. So what's going on with you, man? How you been? You been good? I've been good, man. Just trying to make it, man. It's just a lot of, um, obviously school's tough, but I'm about to become a doctor soon, so it's all good, man. Got to grind it out and make it through. That's all it is. So you about to be the money guy, man. I hope so. That's that's what it is. That's what it's looking like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we going to start a conversation, start this topic. Um, The number one... um. Well, we're going to start it off, man, because I wanted to do a podcast with you, man, because it's because I don't think um I don't want to say it's crazy, but I just wanted to ask you a question, man. How how does it feel being like a minority out of HBCU? And it's crazy. When you think about minority, you think about like a black person among like a whole bunch of white people. But this one's different, though, because you're Asian. You're Asian-American, right? Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> so... so, so how is it like for you, man, just being around beautiful black people? Twenty. I mean, I love it, man. It's um, it's welcoming. Hey, I mean, hold on, okay. Hey, can I ask you? Can I ask another question? Can you yeah, give yeah, a yeah. little background about your upbringing so we can uh, understand? Okay, okay, no problem. You a little bit. So, like, I went to like a predominantly like um black high school i went to blanche ely so like that's where kodak's from kodak went to that school so yeah so um what that school i mean i just got accustomed to the culture so i mean it was either um uf or famu and um uf just didn't give me enough money so i just had to go to famu because that they gave me that full ride pharmacy program's good you know, I mean, I wasn't joining for the band, but the band was up here and joined that, you know, this the other thing I need to do up here, you know, being successful so far. Um, as being a minority, um, it's a different type of like, um, I, I'm not even gonna say it's racist, it's just a different type of attention because you can't walk on campus without an opinion being made with about you. And I'm not saying it's like a bad opinion. It's just like, you know, you're just not, you don't look the same as like the person you know that's next to them you know like you you're like i walk into chick-fil-a i can't walk in without having attention drawn to me you know that kind of stuff and i'm not saying that that's a bad thing you know i'm obviously not saying i had to go through the same kind of tension that you know african-americans go through not at the same level not even close but it was still a different kind of attention because like for example when i was in the band there was um Oh, you I was, was in the like, yeah, I was in the March 100. Yeah, I was in the March 100. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, 
I play symbols. I play symbols. I play symbols. Okay, okay. So I was one of the few symbol players, but like for some reason, I just got all the attention on me for some reason. I mean, it's not like I didn't, I mean, I was a victim of like, get, I, I enjoyed attention, but I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't seeking it, you know, it just got brought on to me because it was just how I was, how I look. Cause I look like you don't see an Asian breaking down with symbols regularly, you know, like. Like that's what I'm saying. People are gonna notice that stuff compared to like, you know, another African American doing. I'm not saying that's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's just you know something you just see. You don't see out of the ordinary. So people like to draw attention to it. So, I mean, overall, though, I do enjoy being on campus. Um, you know, COVID's been, COVID's been kind of lack making us not being on campus because you know social distancing and everything. But as far as being on campus, I enjoy it. You know, I don't have a problem with being interacting with people you know everything's great I, I love being at family that's what's up that's what's up now let me ask you another question so how is like um let me get a perspective of your social life as far as like you know being a minority at an hbcu being around black people like how's like relationship is for you as far as like relationship as as far as like like finding friends relationship as like joining like um like different type of organizations or groups and how is it um and a relationship as like finding a girl or something you know being in a you know a relationship yeah so like going with all that you know um just your social life be, yeah social life um i mean it, it's not it was a new it was a new take because you have to navigate differently you know because since you're just you know, you can't walk into a room without you people noticing me, at least. It's just, you know, people, you walk into a room and you're just different and people just notice you differently. And it's just the stigma now is just, you know, you don't see an Asian or like a, a you know, light-skinned person at a HBCU uh, regularly attending and, you know, being active and everything, you know, you just don't see that a lot. So when I walk into a room in an event or like, you know, I'm with an organization, it's like, oh my gosh, like, like who, who's this, you know, who's this doing this? And it's like, well, I'm like, this is Dewey, you know, cool, cool, cool. And then, I mean, nothing bad, anything. As far as just like joining organizations, everything's been welcoming so far. Um, I did have a racist incident on campus. Um, it was kind of um, on call for, but I, I put it under the rug. I did get denied into a frat because of my race. Um, the advisor did have to apologize to me a few months later, but that's under the rug now. I don't want to, you know, that's just something I had to personally deal with, with the racism, but, you know, nothing else really, um, really was a negative experience, you know, as far as finding a relationship. Um, it's hard to fit in because like- it's, Hold on, it's, on, before before that, are you, when I mean finding a relationship, are you looking for like, because, you know, I, I know in the Asian community, like Asian people usually date other Asians. Yeah. So, so, so there's no match like, are you looking for like a black girl or you, or you just want an Asian chick or yeah, a white chick not, or something it's like It's not that. like I'm particularly looking for a black girl. It's just, that's all I've been around my whole life. Okay. And it's just something that I've been naturally accustomed to, but it's kind of hard to adjust into that. Cause most black females, they, they, they find, they want someone with like a darker skin complexion, you know, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you know, people want to find what they're used to, you know, people want to, date who they can trust and everything you know i'm not saying i'm not trustworthy i'm pretty trustworthy yeah but i'm just saying like it's just people don't see well girls at family don't see themselves with an asian basically so it's kind of hard for me to just you know pierce 
you know, someone's mind, you know, to get um, even past that point. But, you know, sometimes it does work out, sometimes it doesn't. So you just got to live with the punches. I'm not really actively looking for a relationship as much as other people. I'm really more focused on school. Mm -hmm. um, but it'd be nice to have one. But, you know, school. Are, 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 you, are you open to into dating like um, a black female? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely open. Okay. Definitely so open. You want to be yeah. Chocolate City. <laughs> hey, let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. Uh, were you born in Broward? I was. Uh, I was born in Vietnam, but uh, I moved to Broward here when I was three. And uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's basically it. So, uh, what, uh, let me ask you: When was the first time would you say you uh, noticed uh, racism, and uh, like how different was it for you? What was your experience as um, a kid? As soon as school started, it was just the first thing. I mean, obviously, the first thing you know is about an Asian person is their eyes. It's different. We have smaller eyes. You just got to deal with it, you know. First thing they notice, you know, they start making fun of me with that. And then, you know, all, all, you know, all the racist sound, you know, all, all you know, you, Chinese, you know, everyone, everyone thinks everyone, all Asians are Chinese, even though I'm Vietnamese. Like, you know, it's the typical things. But once you start getting into, like, higher grade levels, the insults get more advanced. They start insulting you on other things like stereotypes and all that. So I had to deal with that all high school. Um, but I mean, it's just something you have, everyone has to deal with that kind of stuff. You know, you, people get bullied every day. You know, you just gotta live past it and just live your life, you know? And sometimes, you know, it, obviously if it gets to the point where it gets harming to your life, you need to seek some help. And I really suggest you, do, uh, you would, but I didn't have to get to that point yet where I had to really see somehow, I kind of just threw it out the window, like, yeah, they're just insulting me just to insult me. Like, I'm going to be great in life, you know, and I'm working towards that. So that's all that matters at this point. So, but- um, did, did, you, did you ever feel accepted, like, by uh, the Black community? Uh, I, it depends on, like, what setting is in, because I did get denied because of my race to organization, and that, that's another topic, but- you talking about like um, a fraternity, right? But, yeah, yeah. yeah but I didn't get, I'm, talk, I got, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about like in high school. Did it make oh, in it, high school? No, I never. Yeah, to, I, like, <clears throat> to make it cool enough to be like, okay, I want to go to HBCU and, and try that instead. Uh, no, I went to FAMU because of pharmacy. It wasn't really because of anything else. Like I was really just okay, education. Okay. Nothing was really making my decision except for school itself. You know, I had to have a pharmacy program because I was the one I wanted to be. Um, so it was either that or UF, but I mean, FAMU is giving me more money. Yeah, you know, just you know, friends were going there. Like, might as well, you know. No, there's no downside to it. So here I am, Tallahassee. <laughs> I wonder how different is it growing up uh, dealing with your parents and dealing with the American lifestyle, like. Um. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, us as us as Haitians, like you know, our parents did some traditions that they keep. And like this is funny to us. Like, you know, Let, let's just say, you know, since we, um, we grew up here. Yeah. Let, let's just say family reunions were gonna be kind of interesting, because I'm I'm very like I'm not gonna say I'm fully cultured, but I've been around African Americans all my life, and I enjoy the culture. You know, I listen to rap. My parents don't really like rap. You know, I, I'm a different religion than my parents. Also, so like I'm a Christian. They're Buddhist still. So it's like I've come to like 
I've kind of, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm part of the, fully part of the culture, but I've like explored the culture. I enjoy the culture. I, I really appreciate the culture and I built like a foundation for myself that I can't go back on. So it's going to be really hard to like, it's been really hard to relate to my parents now because I, I talk differently now. You know, my slang's a little different, you know, a little accent is gone. You know, it's just, it's a lot of things are different now between my parents, but you know, trying to make it work when I go back home you know I'm an adult now so they can't really say anything so it's my life so yeah but still love them to death you know it's still gotta I mean I'm still with my culture I mean it's not like I still eat the foods I go home you know pray with them sometimes not not pray their religion but you know like you know pray for them you know all that mm -hmm. stuff but that's all that's, that's kind of stuff like that that's um still in our culture that I still do now going going to HBCU uh are you were you able to gain like a lot of black friends or you're you basically are by yourself and like how 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 is it as far as like friendships? I've gained so many black friends, not even just black friends, I've gained friends from just all sorts of races. You know, if MU's more diverse than you think, um you get to you get to meet a lot of people when you're up here, you know, and people just think it's just you know, they say HBCU. You know, they just think African-Americans. It's not like that. You know, I'm here. You know, there's other people that are lighter than me that are at FAMU that I've met that I've been lucky to meet. You know, it's all about diversity. And, you know, as far as just making friendship, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm digressing a little bit. As far as making friendship, it was really easy. FAMU encourages friendships. Like, you can't really, if you have not made a friend by the second week, not, not even the second week, the first week of your first day of classes, then you're you purposely did not try you purposely tried not to make a friend because it's so inviting family's just so inviting to build and network like you can't just go to family and not make a friend like it's impossible in my opinion but um i made a bunch of friends you know they're all my support network you know and I, you know i talked to most of them a lot you know not obviously a lot now because covid is kind of taking over our lives socially distancing and everything but as far as, you know, communicating, making a lot of friends in the past years, you know, I have a big network and, you know, I'm great for family started that, you know, family got me out of my shell. So made me more of an extrovert, you know, um, throughout my life. So how is it for you right now? Because you're about to graduate, you're almost close. Um, what's the difference between like when you first started as a freshman and towards like towards the end? Like how different is it for you? Are you more comfortable now or, or are you more, you know, like what's 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 different? Uh, I could definitely say I'm extremely more comfortable. Like I, I especially now with like online classes, like it's it's so comforting now that you can just wake up and just log into class. You know, you see, was even but even without the online classes, even if it was just like a you going up another level of a grade. You know, each year you're out of college, you know, you gain more. You know, you gain a bigger network and more stuff is like progressing throughout your career and everything and your curriculum. So that just enhance, that just furthers your progression and the social aspect gets easier because you already know people and then those people introduce you to more people and your network just keeps growing and growing. And just being at FAMU just becomes easier every year you're at it. So um, in terms of that, you know, you get every year it's, you get more comfortable. You start knowing like how to, cause like, I remember the first day of orientation, I didn't know where anything was. And now I can basically tell you where every landmark is, you know. So every year family gets just way easier, especially once you get to your grad school classes. 
if you do choose to go to grad school? I mean, obviously you go to HBCU, you're around a lot of black people. I'm gonna switch the um question. I mean, switch the um topic. What was your take on like so when you hear the word, what's a three-letter word? Uh black um black life matter. What when you what's your take on that? Uh I mean a lot of people don't even know what it means. I mean, I don't even, I personally, I have, my take on it is, uh, you know, Black lives have been taken away from us more than any other lives. And we can't say, you know, there's a, I'm going to bring, I'm going to go on a little tangent because I can't explain out this tangent. Like people keep like comparing Black Lives Matter to All Lives Matter. And the problem with that is that like, you can't say All Lives Matter unless you, unless we tackle the real problem, which is, Black lives being the majority of our lives taken away from us because they're the ones that are dying. They're the ones being persecuted, you know, all, all, all you know, dying for no reasons, you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, all these individuals, these are the people that are dying. And like, is Black Lives Matter because these are the, there's, it's literally Black lives that are dying. Is no one, no other lives are dying as much as Black lives. And we can't, like, it's really, I, that, that's why it's so hard. Most people don't even know what it means. I can't even explain it personally. And you know, but I still support the movement, but I it's just hard to explain it in a way that it can make sense to everybody. So that's why it's really like a, a sensitive topic. But that's my take on it. Like it's just like those lives have been black lives have been taken away from us the most. And we have to address that before we can say all lives matter. That's that's my take on it personally. No, that's that's dope. Like, cause I know um, you know, like people say like. Black Life Matter is a terrorist group. Black Life Black Life Matter, yeah. you know, hate the police, and it's like, you know, Black Life Matter is not a terrorist group. Then you know, you can't judge like an individual, one individual individual for a whole group. You know, when the people say Black Lives Matter, we're not saying like, oh, Black Lives is the only one that matters. We're just saying like, like, okay, your life, your Asian for person, your life matter. Well, white person life matter, but our life matters too. You know what I'm saying? That we're just saying, okay. Hey, correction, he's not Asian. I am Asian. Yeah. He is Asian. I am Asian. Yeah, Vietnam, okay. Vietnam is in Asia. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. You see, yeah, he's a racist. Can... You see how he's a racist? My bad. Yeah. So <laughs> before I was rudely interrupted, um, I think that's what it means. Like you know, Black Life Matter is basically saying like, you know. Yeah, all life matter, but we matter too. Just like focus on, you know, protecting us, having our back, and just you know taking us serious. But you know, um, moving on, because I know we had a conversation one time, and you said I think um uh, um Arbor, uh what's that dude that died in Georgia um Aubrey Amar Aubrey yeah Amar yeah, you said I think you had a family member that used to where he ran or he got killed at you had a family mm -hmm. member that used to run over there or something yeah I had um. My aunt ran the um the path, and um, uh, well, this is this is my cousin's mom, uh, so yeah. my aunt, so um, she ran the path and she posted on Facebook that um, she ran the path, just say, Yeah, you know, it's great running the path that you know, you know, Ahmad Aubrey, you know, died at you know, getting shot, uh, you know, being being you know, racially discriminated by. And then she got bashed on Facebook for just running the path and just posting about it. Like, oh, you're not black. You don't understand. You don't understand. It's just like, well, and that goes on to like how I take on it too. Cause this is like, it's it's hard for like non-blacks 
to support it because if we don't support it in a certain way we will get bashed for it you know like yeah it was just like it's just like you will the, the immediate answer would be like you're not black you'll never understand it's like okay well do you want us to support or no because like it's just like we'll support but we don't want to get bashed for supporting like that's not like what we're trying to do like yeah. i personally you know i like I take really like I'm, I try my best to like be cautious of that I you know I donate when I can you know go to protests when I can all that stuff but it's just like well I think it's like a little oh the first person like you're not black you'll never understand you're not black you'll never understand it's like okay I'm just, I I I I just I probably never understand but it's just like I can't support no. And that's what it feels like sometimes, you know, yeah. and everyone has their own opinions about this whole thing, which is really sensitive. And, you know, it's a lot of bias and it's, you know, it's a mess. It's a mess. Let's just say it. it's a mess. I, but. I don't think people understand, like, man, you know, black people is not the only people that deal with racism in this mm. country also. And mm. I think even like what you, like you basically said, like you deal with racism too. Like, even like, um, I remember I had a conversation with you, you were talking about how, um, when the coronavirus came came around, you know, the things that you had to go through at your job. I mean, we're not gonna say where you work at, but you work in a pharmaceutical place. Um, but you were saying like, you know, just people, even if it wasn't at your job, but it was like different, like different stores, different places that, you know, even if you like cough or whatever, people look at you differently. Cause mm -hmm. um, maybe because, you know, Cause like, you know, just like, like when Beast was saying earlier, you know, when I was like, you're Asian, you're like, you're not Asian. Like a lot of people don't think like, even me growing up in elementary, I had to learn like, okay, I thought all Asian people was Chinese. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're not Chinese, but you know, it's just, it's just weird saying, but that's why I had to learn in elementary. So I guess when you got our president saying this, to, you know, Corona's like the Chinese virus and people yeah. might think about, okay, hey, you might be Chinese, you know what I'm saying? So can you talk about how 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 um how the, um, the coronavirus affected you as far as you know just social life and just being out there in the world? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it all started as one day I was working at my job. Um, obviously, I work at a pharmaceutical company, and you know I'm filling prescriptions. And one lady, um, uh, one lady, I was supposed to fill her prescription. And she legit told me, she was like, oh, no, I don't want him filling my prescription. Um, and it's like, he might have the little virus thing. I was just like, whoa. I mean, in my mind, you know, obviously I know about the virus. I know how it spreads. I know everything. I, you know, I'm, old, I'm not, I'm not going to say I know everything, but you know, I know more than most people know about the viruses in my career uh, curriculum. You know, we have to get into the medical field. But, yeah. you know, I was just thinking like, like, why would you not want me to fill it? Because like, if I'm here right now, technically, if I had it, quotation marks had it, everyone here would have had it already. So technically, you're not safe filling here anyway. So why does it matter who fills it? But the more important me message was, it was a racism message because it was like, she had no proof that I had it. Like, why would I be at work if I had it? She doesn't know how many times I get tested a week. I get tested every week because I'm old. I just don't want to put people at risk and I get negative every week. So no one can tell me nothing. So it's just, it's, it's just, you know, having to deal with that kind of stuff. You know, that one time I had to go to Walmart to shop and I was just, you know, drinking water and, you know, sometimes you choke on your water. Sometimes you choke on your new beverage and everything. So I'm just 
choking on the water and she's trying to get it out throat. And then there's one lady literally um, in front of me. The lady in front of me literally stopped. She looked at me and then she left the line. Like she's already in front of me. She left the line to go to another line when she's already in front of me. And she and she, it was just like, she was like diseased fiend. She literally said diseased fiend. It was just, I'm just looking at myself. I'm just like, hmm, well, I mean. Hey, what race was that? Huh? What race was that? Oh, it was a Karen. <laughs> I mean, the first lady at the pharmacy, she was African American. So, I mean, it goes both ways. Everyone, just, yeah, you know, everyone, everyone, every race got every race got something to deal with. You know, I I, I had to deal with coronavirus. You know, African Americans, Black Lives Matter. You know, every every race, every minority race has to deal with something. You know, yeah. So, it's I all, think uh, I think with this podcast, it makes a great point to like. We just gotta listen to each other more. You know what I'm saying? We look most people just look at the color of the skin, but we have to look at we have to judge the person as the individual, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We we so we so quick to stereotype people and put labels on them when really you don't know shit about them. So listening more, you know what I'm saying, encouraging these these conversations and discussions. So you said the the lady at Walmart, it was a Karen, she was a white lady. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if I'm gonna defend her a little bit, um, because Beast Beast was um coughing on the phone. I was talking to him and I hung up the phone on him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, man. Like, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's. I mean, the cough is a cough. You can't like. I mean, some people, some people cough. Some people cough from smoke. Some people cough from, you know, the flu. Some people cough from, you know, just choking. You know. Shoot. So if someone's choking at a restaurant, you know, you're just gonna, and they're coughing up the food, you're just not going to help them because they might have the virus when they're choking on the food. Like, nah. Like, that's hey, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I go to Walmart, every time I go to Walmart, the lines be crazy. So I need to bring oh, you, I need to bring you with me. That way you can start coughing and you can no, I mean, the, the, the rate, the I should have used, used you for Black Friday. Hey, I ain't going to lie. I should have used you for Black Friday. I was looking for a PS5 and the line was crazy. I should have used you. You could have been in there go. The race the racism's died down a little bit, you know. It's it's after everyone started getting it, you know, it's like at that point everyone just has it, you know. Everyone it's no point in like trying to avoid it now. It's, at that point, it's just like if you're gonna get it or no, because it's just it's spreading so much, it's crazy. It's like, and it's just changed so many lives, the virus, and, you know, I could I could just spend so much time talking about it. You know, everyone just has their own perspective on it, you know, you know, essential workers and then non-essential workers, you know, everyone, you know, for me, um, especially, I benefited from the virus. Not saying, you know, I, 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 I'm happy, you know, it's here. I'm not happy it's here, but, you know, the fact that I got a lot more hours at work, I got to, you know, you know, make money off it, you know, I was an essential worker, you know, I benefit from it, but I can't say the virus or the lockdown was a good thing because if I, if I, like, like for, if I worked at like guitar center or something like that, and no offense to those workers, you know, they do what they need to do, you know, respect to them, what they do, but they weren't classified as essential, you know, and that's just part of the government. They, they claim that, you know, I like music, so I, I, I would have went to guitar center still, but, um, it was like, you know, they weren't deemed as um, essential. And, you know, all those people that lost their jobs, you know, 
they didn't want the lockdown to happen, you know. So it's really it, it's a hard it's hard to tackle this virus because you you can't say lockdown everything and social distance because then people are gonna lose their job and, and you know no one's gonna be able to support their families. But you can't open up everything either because you're just gonna spread everything. The virus is gonna keep spreading. So we haven't found that fine divide in our like how to manage this virus yet. You know, this vaccine's coming. That's great. You know, it's, hopefully it works. You know, hopefully, you know, FDA looks look FDA. I trust the FDA, so you know, looks fine. So you're taking the virus. Yeah, vaccine for the virus. It's coming out soon. It'll be here probably. I'm saying you you gonna take it. I might have to. Yeah, I might have to. Yeah, because I'm a healthcare worker. So yeah. So, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, life. Before before we get out of here, man, let me ask you a question. What? Give me two things that you like. Um, as far as being at FAMU, and two things that you dislike about being at um. At HBCU, so just HBCU in general, yeah, or in general, yeah. I mean, I I, I love the two. One thing I love about FAMU is the um, so two just the just the social aspect of it. Obviously, not now because of COVID, but FAMU forces you to be a soldier. There's so much to do at FAMU. Like every day is an event. If you just go on Instagram, you follow just a couple pages at FAMU, you'll find an event to do, and you can. You know, there's study sessions, there's Bible studies, there's concerts, there's, you know, recitals you can go to, you know. Yeah. Um, another thing of I like about family is just the culture. You know, everyone just has so much pride, like homecoming. No, no, let yeah. me not let me back that up. The homecoming. Southern game, the Southern game, yeah. Um against family, that was more sold out than homecoming. And that was one oh, of the really? best experiences. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you, the whole stadium, like homecoming didn't fill up the stadium. Southern, when they came, they filled up the stadium. Not talking about them, but like the whole stadium was filled with FAMU, you know, right yeah. So that was one of the best experience I had. And I was in the hundreds. So that was a big deal going against the jukebox. So that was a fun experience. Um, but um, and two and two things that you do dislike. Oh, two things I don't um honestly the disorganization. Yeah. That that gets that gets that gets that gets the message. I I ain't gonna lie, me and Beast are talking about it. This is this, it's very it's like, messy. It's very, some things are just very messy. Like financial aid just needs to fix whatever. Oh my doing. god, me and Beast are talking about it. What? <laughs> I, and it's yeah. and it's not, bro. If you ask every student, that would be the number one thing. Oh my yeah. god. When Ooh, I went to family, yeah. it was crazy. And it still is. And I graduated, people <laughs> it's still crazy. <laughs> yeah. And Beast graduated yeah. like 12 years ago. He's and it's still crazy. <laughs> All right, what's well, what's I another think- thing? One last thing, this is gonna be a little sensitive, but like I don't know. Hey, hey, this is a big old podcast, man. Come on, anything, right, right, anything, lay anything is anything is, you can say anything, man. I'm gonna lay it down. I don't like how FAMU just keeps saying we're the number one HPCU. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Number yeah. one HPCU is great, but when you say just number one HBCU, you're just comparing yourself to HBCUs. You know, we're never going to get better than, you know, we're never going to get better. We just compare ourselves to, you know, all these other HBCUs like Cookman and, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like I understand. Southern or I don't know. I don't know. Who cares about them? You know, I go to FAMU. So, you know, respect yeah, them. They need to, 
Then he compared himself to like Howard. Yeah, I'm just like, like, why not say like yeah, we're like it. like the number one HBCU? Cool. We've been like that since how long? You know, people know we're the number one HBCU. How 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 do we rank yeah. to like PWIs? You know, yeah, we might. You know, we're not we're not there yeah. yet, but let's strive for it. You know, let's strive for this greatness that early schools have. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not, not just keep saying, oh, we're the number one HBCU. We're never gonna get anywhere. You know. I like that. I like fam, you can, hey, like people that people mm-hmm. that come from fam, you like is ranked. Like this, they're, they're film directors, there's pharmacies. Yeah, I'm saying we got we got some good great people we that got graduates that are doing great things in life. And it's just like why are we just comparing right. ourselves to just other HBCUs? That's the problem, really. We need to start comparing ourselves to just like, regular just, in the universities. Yeah, just you know, we need that's to start. True. Yeah. So um, we can be better. I like that. I mean, that's a, I, I respect that. I respect that. I I, I think um, Prime going to HBCU gonna gonna change that. Oh yeah, for all HBCU. Yeah, Jackson State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, man, we appreciate you, man, for chopping it up with yeah. us. No problem. No problem. Uh, this yeah, this yeah. was like um, it, it's been it, we supposed to been do this, so I appreciate you for you know just letting it out, man. Let us know what you feel, man. Because you know, you know, you know, it's crazy. Like people don't really. Think, when people think about minorities and like racism, they like, or it's automatically a black person, you know, saying what they've been through, but it's like crazy. Like, we don't really think about, you know, Asian people go through it also. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, other races, yeah. Yeah, man. Hopefully in 2021, man, we're done with 2022. We, I mean, so I said, excuse me, we're done with 2020. Hopefully, I mean, we got, you know, a few, a couple more weeks left. Hopefully, you know, 2021, <laughs> we start off in the right Crazy. foot, man. Because I'm, man, man. Kobe's but I want... Kobe's one year old. <laughs> man, I want, I want 2021 to be be on point, man. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for, man. And that racism, you know, hopefully everybody can get, get along, you know, work together. And, you know, at the end of the day, man, we all, you know, God's children. You know what I'm saying? But hey, man, after... After this race war, we're gonna have a religion war, but that's another topic for another day. That's, a, that's another topic for another podcast, man. <laughs> hey, man, hey, hey, you want to um give out? Your, uh, I, I don't know. Do you did you want to give out your um podcast or your? I mean, not a podcast. I mean, your, social, my, social media. Follow, your social media. Follow me on Instagram at sensei underscore five k. Same thing on Twitter. You know, just you know, hit me up. You know, I'm a pharmacist. About to be a pharmacist. So hey, you about to be a doctor. So. Hey, so the black girls, the black girl, the black girls gonna be shit. Matter of fact, we're gonna go to top flight CD graduate. And you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna walk in, Dr. Dewey in the building. <laughs> and what's your, and what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> hey, I'm Dr. Dewey. We from Broward County. <laughs> <laughs> what Broward County at? You know Kodak Black from? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I got an Asian hood, dude. <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate you joining us, Big Zone yeah, Podcast, yeah. man. Definitely. Hey, dude, hey, anybody watching this, man, do me a favor, click subscribe, follow us, continue to support us on, on Spotify and YouTube, every social media platform, Big Zone Podcast, man. You know, I go by the name of Berto. Boy, Bees, man. Hey, Bees, did you got anything you wanted to say? Nah, man, just go get some beats, man. Beats on uh, the beat.com. Yeah, there you go, man. Hey, Dewey, once again, man, appreciate it, appreciate it, man. I got y'all. All right. You know, man, you holding it down for all the Asian people that, that go through HBCU, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Jeremy Lin of the HBCUs. 
Oh, let's not get that far. There's a lot of them. I can't remember that. Everyone got their own lives to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Big Zone Podcast. Miss on me, miss on me. We out, man. Holla at your boys. Hey, Dewey, man. Appreciate it, man. No problem, man. All right, bro. Hey, I'm going yeah, to record and send it to you tomorrow. All right. Take it easy, y'all boys. All right, All right man. Let me see. Yeah.